how do I ruin myself financially? And well, <laughs> I'm already there because I chose to be a musician, but how do I make sure that I will not retire ever? And my, my, uh, my conclusion to that was just buy more instruments. You're listening to Beats and Weeks. Hello, you're listening to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, I'm delighted to say my guest is composer and multi-instrumentalist, Ben Elliott. Uh, how are you today, Ben? I am doing fantastic, Ant. You know, I'm getting to chat with you, so that's a, that's a good start. Uh, that's, <laughs> ah. that's lovely. Can I have that in writing, please? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No worries. <laughs> um, so, I mean, big, big question to start things off, really, but... Tell us a little bit about your your musical background, sort of growing up and things, and then ultimately how that progressed to you working in audio for video games. Oh man, how did I get started in music? That's a that's a question. Um, so yeah, uh, I didn't have like a, like a family of musicians or anything like that. Um, I was kind of just like on my own for a lot of stuff like growing up uh i got a uh i got a casio keyboard as a kid like you know one of one of those like presents that that you get like randomly when like like parents are trying to get you you know interested in different things and uh, surprisingly that one stuck and uh <laughs> but you know i i was more interested in the idea of like creating things with it over like say uh you know just just like playing like pre-made songs or everything so that's that's sort of what got the 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 composer bug into me and uh you know I, i started taking piano lessons you know and i went through that sort of rigmarole and all that with like recitals and you know improving and all that um but really at the core the thing that i was like interested in was uh composing creating you know generating new content instead of just you know playing through uh playing through like uh, concertos and uh well and other things like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um yeah I, I i fumbled around a lot with like different pieces of software uh doing like really horrible and you know not being not being uh the uh the best at uh, at figuring that stuff out uh, a teacher uh in in high school uh recommended uh I buy digital performer which was like my first like big daw purchase um and uh, digital performer like uh that was the the big one like back in the early 90s okay. and but I I am not yeah I, I'm not that I'm not that old I'll tell you but I, I think uh, I think it's not super super well known now compared to like like Ableton or Reaper or Cubase or anything yeah. but like it was it was like the big one back then and I think there was sort of like a, a chain of things going where like I asked a teacher and my teacher thought of like the thing that was like big and all like the media scoring things and 
and I, I but since then I've I've kind of stuck with it and uh it's it, it's been uh like my main like software platform for learning things like that and yeah bit of a tangent there but uh <laughs> that's cool I mean I, yeah. I I hadn't heard of it until until you've mentioned it so it's I don't, yeah I don't, most, don't... most people haven't yeah. um it's it's uh a, a lot of like like big like big you know media composer cats use it but it's 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 not it's not as super well known compared to like like cubase or pro tools or other things like that you know <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah. so so how did that progress into um like obviously you always wanted to be composing was that just in general terms or is it is like video games something you really wanted to do specifically well i mean video games always 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 been a huge fan though um i've also and i still kind of like do this I, I have a general interest towards like media scoring overall so you know film television um other you know aspects like that i mean if if i'm completely honest um the thing that i got started on professionally for the most part was theater scoring um yeah yeah so um i went to school for music um and uh a a, a local school with uh, some very cool people but the undergraduate program um didn't really have like the most extensive amount of material available for uh for like doing like a lot of like media scoring style stuff and um when i when i was attending there i tried to get all my as much composition in as i could but one thing i discovered was that there was a fairly extensive sound design program for grad students in the theater department so um I kind of snuck a little tiny bit into the theater department while doing my degree and I uh I ended up doing a lot of like sound design for like theatrical plays there which you know that was that was pretty cool cuz as as I progressed in doing that I got to work you know both in sound effects so like you know creaking of a door or like or or like you know other like sounds that you would hear in a in a very basic theatrical play to more surround sound aspects and of course also writing score for those plays which was uh i mean that was the, the write, writing like score music um for theatrical plays um it's it puts a fire under you like um i'm not sure if you like know even one tiny bit of iota of information about theater but uh a lot of plays tend to go up fast like once they're actually in production yeah and um like uh i was scoring like these theatrical productions in the span of like five to six weeks sometimes less and um yeah i was uh in that time i was having to write like um like i i've 50 or so minutes of music for some of the longer ones along with adding in like the sound effects for those (laughs) yeah that's a lot (laughs) 
Yeah, I won't exactly say it was uh, my, my A-game material, um, <laughs> especially since I was just like a dumb college kid at the time, and I was like balancing other classes. So it's like, you know, I, I it was it was looking at the material at the time and, um, and just like r- writing background cues, writing, uh, r- generating the sound effects, just learning how to implement the sounds into the system of the of the specific space because like each of these like theatrical plays they were in different physical spaces and um they would they would have like different wiring different like uh different audio systems some of them ancient so um (laughs) just getting to uh just getting into the system sometimes would be like it it would be very very traumatizing in in some ways there there was there was one um one room i remember um like uh at the university i i called it shelob's lair because it was just like a spider's cave of wires that went into like places i couldn't even physically comprehend like it was like a liminal space man it was uh it it was it was wild and so like i had to figure that out get the system going and then write a bunch of score at the same time (laughs) yeah you uh you want to just be able to get on and do do what you're there for not basically untangle 400 miles of cable just to work out how things turn on oh yeah oh yeah yeah i mean uh that's 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 uh that's theoretically what you want to do but uh especially in this field like you 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 always end up like doing like a million little jobs in between like your main job you know like you're you're not just sitting there always writing music you're you're juggling a lot like with like either like video games or anything else in that it's uh it's a bit uh it's a bit of it's a bit of spinning plates <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so in terms of like um i know you mentioned like obviously the theater stuff and obviously games yeah. are here to talk about i know you've done a lot of um some film kind of things as well is there yeah, much yeah, yeah. like i know obviously writing for film you kind of have very set cues that you need to write a piece of music between mm-hmm. whereas games is kind of lots of different options i don't really know oh, yeah, much yeah, about yeah. theater really um the last thing i saw at the theater was the lion king musical so i don't know how, oh, yeah. how relevant that is <laughs> to anything oh, no, but, no 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 but yeah in, ter- in terms of like scoring for theater is that you know do you have set cues is, is it a bit more flexible than you know very set times i'm guessing it depends on the performance as well so yeah that's the uh that's the interesting thing about um about theater in that it's it's not it's not like recorded in set material it's sort of in some ways it's sort of similar to video games in that there is a there is an in- an intangibility to like what is going to happen because theoretically with the video game someone can just sit on a screen for two hours and there's that that's just what happens like you you have no control over that so you have to you have to factor in variables and with theater there's actually a, a piece of software it's called q lab it's somewhat similar to wise okay. um 
yeah in that like you 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 can you divide out stems you can trigger cues and all of that um the main difference is that um with q lab is that you yourself are triggering those cues as you're watching events happen so like if an actor does x y or z on the stage you press the space bar to make sure that the audio triggers at the correct time and uh so it's like almost in a way it's kind of like playing a game yourself you have to get the rhythm the rhythmic beats in um and uh yeah i i had to do that like for every single performance of that uh, uh, uh of those plays it was uh it was an interesting experience. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a very archaic version of Guitar Hero, but like instead of the notes coming up on the screen, the people performing the play yes! are, are like the yes. notes. It's like, oh, I've got to wait for Dave to say this line and then to this one and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. Um, ideally, ideally, um, if you're... Uh, if you're, uh, you know, if you have everything set, all you're doing, like, during those performances is pressing, like, the space bar, like, a certain amount of times, like, maybe, like, 60 times or more, well, or hopefully or less, um, as you, uh, as you, like, go through uh, in, in, the, in the play happens. And, you know, ideally, beyond that you can also just get someone else to do that for you uh you can get a a sound operator rather than yourself so like if you're just the content creator you, you can you can have someone hired on to actually you know activate all those like cues for you but uh that depends on like the people and the budget and all that and Sometimes, sometimes you don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's, that's a whole whole world that I don't know hardly anything about. Not- so it's fascinating to hear. Like, I I don't know what I thought happened, but like to hear yeah. that it's kind of like almost kind of kind of like a live performance DJ loop playing yeah. session. It's like oh, that's really interesting. I had no idea yeah. it would be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. I kind of equate it to like this in-between point between video games because there's a lot of like interactivity and actually looping like there is a lot of like looping audio like in like theater that uh, stuff but also television because the production is so 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 incredibly fast that you just have to go 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 and get everything done in a certain amount of time and hope it all works out for the best that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh that's really interesting um oh, I've, yeah. it's like that piqued my curiosity so i'm gonna go away and look at just all the all the stuff for films and uh, films for theater and how it works and probably learn lots of stuff and in the process push push lots of useful knowledge out my head as well (laughs) wow yeah you know that's that's the thing like it's it's somewhat of an underappreciated art form and um really one of the things that uh that pushed me to uh to like really try and get into video games and well other mediums in general was that after a play finishes its run like 
there generally isn't a preservation for that for that show for that performance um there might be a recording of it but you know the amount of you know eyes on that who like go to watch that performance it's generally fairly limited um so you know you put in a lot of time energy and like yourself into creating this you know level of art for for others and it, it kind of it's kind of ethereal in a certain sense because it, it goes away after like a month or so, you yeah. know. And uh, I, I wanted to try something a bit more permanent, a little more. Uh, uh, it, it has a mark in the sand, basically. That's where, that's where you know, trying to you know move more towards video games started. But yeah. just the pandemic, because uh, <laughs> that that, uh, that kind of made things uh, a little bit a little bit hard for anything involving interacting with actors and and real people and all that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I think that was probably, especially if I mean, was that that sort of thing kind of a big like the theater stuff a big focus? And then I'm guessing when you know COVID hit, that was kind of taken away from you really well yeah i mean theater was a big focus um mostly because you know i i i got out of college and you know i was already doing like theater stuff because i had these connections from college you know from doing x y and z with the sound design program and that was working out i was i was happy with that um but um the way that you know, it, it, I, I always wanted something a little more permanent, you know, because like when you when you put something on a resume for theater, it's just like, yep, I did that. <laughs> can can you can you like show me a uh, like a like a, a visual representation of of, of what you did? Uh, sure. Here's a, here's a Google Drive document of a of a recording of the of the show. Uh, keep in mind, it's it's in stereo. Even but while the uh, while the show itself was like spatialized in uh, surround sound uh, at, at in in the hall. So like my, my audio, uh, it, it's absolutely like not really comparable to what people actually experience. But uh, here here's a facsimile of of what of what it was sort of like <laughs> and that was yeah that, that, that was one of the things like trying to move on beyond that well maybe not beyond but with other options and, and more more mediums and more things like that and video games have always been like a, a, a huge massive massive passion for me and that was kind of what you know drove me you know if if i'm if i'm listening to a soundtrack uh chances are it's going to be from a video game (laughs) yeah same kind of why i started this podcast yeah (laughs) yes yeah yeah sorry if i'm a bit of a tangent on on something regarding not not video games (laughs) no that's fascinating i mean it's um 
it's not so it's something i don't know much about at all and i feel that's kind of a, a fairly general thing and i think it'd be a nice time to listen to a track ben's worked on for the upcoming visual novel that we will talk about later this is solstice night and it's the vocal version We will go on to talking about some of some of the games you're working on at the moment. Um, so, I mean, go ahead. Think, think the the first one is the it's um, the Farming Sim. I think the current working title is My Best Life. So, that I would mean, be correct. Yeah. Obviously, I know it's still in development. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of the game itself and what people would expect, and then you know what sort of the when you come to welcome and are doing creating the soundtrack what sort of things are you thinking is it you're looking at mm-hmm. well maybe maybe yeah. yeah if you say about the game and then kind of feel yeah, how the yeah. soundtrack fits in <laughs> yeah gladly gladly so i was uh brought into the game with the when the developer like john contacted me and um you know a lot of the pitch was like initially uh was similar sounding things to uh to like uh, Stardew Valley, Harvest Moon, you know, other ass- other you know similar farming games like that, and I was like, 
heck yeah, this is going to be awesome. I, 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 I love to make that sort of like pastoral sounding like music. And, but the thing is like, when, when I started working with John, I had this like, there was this like really cool like moment where he was like, can you do like some EDM? Can you do some like rock style stuff? Can you do some uh, some reggae even? So like the soundtrack that I wound up working on, you know, for that game was very eclectic. Uh, John was a, a huge proponent of of music for that, and to be completely honest, actually, um, I'm not the only composer on that project. I'm I'm billed as the lead composer, but there are a couple of really other amazing cats, you know, working on music for that game. Uh, one of them, Bleep, amazing composer. They're uh, in- incredibly, incredibly cool, um, and I, I still work with them on a, on a couple of things uh, uh, recently. Actually, I'm I'm, but uh, that's. Uh, neither here not now but um yeah the uh the soundtrack for that game um it started with uh, this big like this big fully orchestral style opening title cue um which was uh it, it, it was pushing my my system to the limit at the time um because i think uh yeah i think this was uh right around the time right around the time i uh I was like, uh, you know, up, fully upgrading to like this, 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 this big pro rig with like the the high end samples that that uh, you know that I I was using compared to like say the uh, compared to say uh, say like uh, when I was doing like theater stuff off of uh, off of a MacBook Air <laughs> um, <laughs> with like a with like an external hard drive of of samples uh, that. Uh, that that I could you know maybe get a few instruments on you know I I was this was like this was my opportunity to like just go full in on that and I I wrote like this this big like opening like title like orchestral t- cue and super proud of that um, but then like right after that I was like can you try some some more like electronic driven stuff for like this city uh, section of the game which was like super cool so like i got to like i got to emphasize uh some some like more edm qualities and you know as we moved on there like these different like biomes in the game and like my my job as the composer on that was to write the uh the music for like these you know main like environments for the game so like the uh this mountain area it had uh it had some rock music get it nice get it <laughs> yeah 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 and that uh that was cool uh there's a beach area with uh with some reggae sign sounding music which was super fun to uh sort out and uh there was uh th- there was still a lot of that pastoral type type of uh music for like uh, like the countryside for like other areas like that so like it was a really like genre bending experience to work on that score um there's uh it, it, it tested like my my skills as like a composer and the, the 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 extra cool thing with that was that each like environment had several variations of its uh, of its theme so like 
it, the idea was that as you went into like different seasons and even like within those seasons there were variations that would uh that could be like heard you know within them so like there'd be a a winter version of uh of the uh, uh, uh of the city theme which was like a little chiller get it chiller nice it, nice yeah. um but um you know there would be like the, this like more relaxed version of of this theme and i created several variations within that theme so like to to like add variety as people like go in and exit out through these areas and just you know so there so the soundtrack you know would wouldn't get you know repetitive like you'd hear like different instruments the same like skeleton of a composition but with uh but with like some different like melodic lines some different instrumentation other aspects like that so like one area might have like i think it was i think there were like 12 12 cues like all, all, all together like if you were to if you were to like uh mix them down into individual like wave files it was a it was a pretty like complicated process but it was it was a cool one <laughs> yeah it sounds it i mean like so with, with that sort of i mean not necessarily interactive but sort of um dynamic the, that's yeah. the word thank you but that sort of thing where it's like obviously you've got theoretically um, the same sort of piece of music but depending again on those sorts of things like time of day and what season it is yeah. it's gonna so with that from like a, a technical perspective in in the game did you just have several versions of the song and then it was playing them or is it more like dynamic where if it was nighttime it would play certain stems from the from the song if it's summer it would play a you know one of the instruments uh so there were so there were like uh these were individual uh in individual like wave files for like if if, if there if there were like if there was like a night there's well specifically there is like a, a nighttime you know theme yeah. piece so like that that uh that is like an individual piece um there's a uh, there there are pieces for there's like summer there's like an, each area had like multiple like um multiple like pieces per season so like the like the summer might have no no the summer does have three three individual variations for itself for for an area okay and then yeah and then it would change yeah so three three variations per season and then like so about 12 cues per region per season per variation so that was a sorry it's a, it's a little bit like a, a russian nesting doll like just like <laughs> sorting like trying to like figure out like because there were so many cues for that that i have to actually think about it <laughs> yeah uh. So when coming to write something like that, to so say, say like one of the more farmy themes uh, areas, yeah. and it's like, would you write a theme for that and then go off that and try and make those variations, or would you think like of writing something? It's like I know that this is going to have variations for all the different seasons. So bearing them in mind when you write it, but then write it predominantly for one season and then go from there, or just write. A theme and then kind of adapt that for the different seasons 
So um, there were, I made sure that each area had a specific like melody and concept that would be, that would weave through that area yeah. regardless of, of, se- of season, like just to create some connective tissue, I suppose, um, with it. That was the main idea there. Um, but I started with, e- I, I started with like each season because it was from from a sure compositional standpoint it was uh it was uh simplest because we could uh we could uh you know we could work off of the uh the same template and like the same instruments in general and then like shuffle things around from there so like if i if if i'm already using something with if 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 this is like the uh if, if if this is like the uh, like like the country theme, and we're already using some acoustic guitar stuff, might as well just you know uh, might might as well. Well, actually, sorry, scratch that. If this is like the summer theme, and we're already using some like uh, like steel drum stuff, it, it's best to just create the variations for the uh, for the summer theme right then and there and then as we go on to discuss like different seasons and like the different like approach for each of those then we can tackle those like one at a time basically (laughs) Ah, that sounds cool i mean i guess in with with this there's no sort of um release date or you know that anyone's aware of it's just a case of it'll be done when it's done (laughs) one of those indie cases uh no no big deal with no big deal in that sense but it was but it's it's definitely still you know under development still cooking and all that and it's it's pretty cool but uh yeah i'm i'm super i I, i'm i'm super proud of you know the the work like that john is doing that you know everyone on the team is doing it's a uh it's a really it's a really wonderful uh a really wonderful project on that one (laughs) it sounds really cool i mean i definitely a fan of that sort of game when i need a a bit of downtime so definitely keep an eye out for that when it when it does come out yeah 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 in in terms of like um when when you like writing for a game like that do you do you like take other games because obviously there's quite a lot of um farming life sims like that Mm -hmm. would you take them as influences not necessarily in terms of like i want it to sound like the stardew valley or harvest moon soundtrack but like or would you like look at elsewhere for influences? I mean, how how would you approach that? I'm guessing with different areas as well, you can kind of, and different genres that are asked for, you can pull on quite a lot of different areas, uh, different aspects and things for influences. So that's that was kind of the funny thing. Like um, going in, um, I was like, uh, I was generally thinking, um, okay, so this is going to be kind of more of a kind of pastoral orchestral type things so like all right uh, i i i know these games i like i know i know the style of music it's it's i i know like the the general vibe of what we're going for and you know that's what i i I put in like that's the like energy i i really tried to emphasize with uh with like the uh the uh the, the opening title theme um but you know when we went into writing music for different areas like john was uh wanting to emphasize like like uh different aspects different cultures different uh different moods and there was like this really cool you know 
part where he was like, okay, let's try some EDM. Let's try some rock. Uh, let's try some reggae. Let's try like all this, uh, all this, uh, like, oh, there's like, some new age stuff there, which was like really fun. Like, uh, you know, different, like different styles, different genres, you know, it was very eclectic, but in a really cool way that I think makes for a very varied and like multicolored like palette of music. Yeah, it's like, like obviously with that sort of game, the environments cover such different things. You know, it's, it's a bit like you know you mentioned there's cities and stuff, so it's gonna yeah. You don't want a city to sound the same as your very peaceful countryside oh, farm. Yeah. Oh so. yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 So, but it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was a pretty uh, it stretched like my, uh, my, uh, it, it stretched my abilities in terms of like you know different approaches to like styles and and all of that type of stuff, which was uh, like really really cool, like uh, re- really uh, really fun work there, you know. And you know, I yeah, it was it was just a, a real like blast to try and like tackle like different aspects of that and also working with like several other like composers on on the project because you know i was uh i was put in charge uh officially i guess as the as, as the lead so like we had to uh we had to like sometimes like share midi files or like uh occasionally i would have to uh you know like help out other other composers on the project with uh with like adjusting pieces to uh to fit like the uh the the aesthetics of an area or like the aesthetics of what we're going for with the uh with the uh with the overall sound on this portion of the game like it was like a little bit of a supervisor type role which is interesting when you're not like all using the same congruent software um you have to like uh you have to balance things like uh bouncing a lot of like waves instead of just being able to transfer over you know files and other things like that over to people (laughs) yeah i I kind of forget that people use obviously different stuff there it's like if you have that involvement it's like oh okay yeah it's not as simple as you just send me the project file and i can open it it's like because i don't have that software (laughs) yeah 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 i mean there are some people who are like super in sync when it comes to collaborations like that and it's it's amazing um but like if if say uh you know i'm on like i said i'm on digital performer which is a doll that not like a lot of like media composer people video game people are using so like it's a little bit of a walled garden there so like a lot of that was like me like bouncing out waves or sending over MIDI, you know, files and like balancing that with, uh, you know, what what other people were using, like with their recordings and mixing between that. But I think we created a really, really cool balance there. And, you know, it I, I'm super proud of the work that all the cats on that worked on worked on. It was a uh, it was a really rad like experience in that regard. <laughs> it sounds really cool. Um, yeah, as mentioned before, excited for for when it's when it's out and I can get my hands on it. Um, oh yeah. Um, so we'll move on to the the other project you're you're working yeah. on, which is uh, just 
entitled visual novel project (laughs) yeah okay yeah so uh, i do apologize um with uh, it being an untitled visual novel project um it's it's been something a, a friend of mine has been working on for a uh, a good few years now and it's a uh, yeah that, that's kind of typical a, a lot with like video games they can especially on the indie scene like they they can be like a lot more like passion driven a lot more like individuals working on it in their own uh in their own like pace and uh and style and all that and in a way it is uh you know bring, bringing up theater again it, it it's kind of in this sense a little bit of the opposite of that like go 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 approach i mean Granted, there are plenty of games with massive, massive, massive crunch on them, but with certain, like, you know, certain, like, indie-style projects where, like, you know, the developers, say, have, like, a day job or, you know, are doing things in their spare time, it can be, uh, it can be a little more slow going on that, which, uh, in this sense, I think has led to a lot of fun opportunities for the music, um, I've, uh, for this project, I've written a, I am about five minutes away from having two hours of original score on that, which is a, uh, yeah, that's, that's been fun. And in particular, I think every single cue on that soundtrack has something live recorded on it, or in some cases, a lot of things live recorded on it. Um, there's a uh, yeah, a lot of re- really really fun you know instruments that uh, that got recorded um, on on that OST. Um, it started, I think, with the uh, the main menu track where I just kind of had a melodica sitting around nice. and i was like okay you know the uh, melodica it, it kind of sounds like a harmonica it can kind of sound a little wistful a little nostalgic which is the uh which was like sort of the mood that we wanted to go for for like the main title so like i started recording on that and then um then though it, it started to it started to snowball out from there. Um, I, very soon after that, I got a friend of mine. Uh, his name's Shiwei, an amazing, amazing individual. Um, I, I knew him from college. Um, I got him to record some Japanese shakuhachi on a track, which was a, uh, a very, very fun experience. And um, since then, like it is just kind of like spread out to like a like a myriad of like different like session artists and individuals uh i've gotten taiko drums on a track um the violin uh, vocals uh, a lot of guitar um yeah a, a bass clarinet on one of them and some of them some of them well a lot of them are just like individual instruments that i own and you know i play because uh i i guess at, at this point um i guess i'm a multi-instrumentalist i i <laughs> I, I don't know i i don't know but like i've 
I, I'm sitting behind me are like like 50 different instruments that if if I have enough of a tenacity to I can I can record and put them in things um, like uh, I've I've got like a like, like a 40 note marimba behind me I I've got a, a glockenspiel a lot of percussion type things uh, I mentioned the uh, I mentioned the, uh, the the melodica, which is super cool. Uh, a tongue drum, now that's that's a fun one. And uh, I have three taisho gotos, which are uh, some really really rad Japanese instruments. Um, that uh, you know, I'd actually I'd love to talk a little bit more about those because they're uh, they're. Uh, the, the, one of them is is kind of freaky in a in a really 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 cool way. <laughs> I mean. But, you can definitely talk more about it, so I'm really intrigued. I think, think where you're saying, uh, like, you're you're a multi instrumentalist. It's kind of like the the multi instrumentalist is like the nice way of saying I've hoarded a lot of instruments I can play. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my mindset generally is um, so I, I was trained on piano. Like uh, that was that was my thing, but generally, like my thought is. If it has keys on it, or I can hit it, then I might be able to. I, I, I might be able to make this work. You know, I, I might not be able to get it in one take, but if I can get eight bars, and then the next eight bars, and eventually at some point it'll be good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the Taisho's are super interesting because they're well, they're keyboard guitarists basically. Um, so you have like uh you have uh you have uh you know a, a guitar a set of guitar strings that are then depressed down onto these like uh these uh keys sort of similar to typewriter type keys and you uh you pluck them with with a pick and and so like it's you get this like uh you get this monophonic type, uh, well, not necessarily monophonic, but in essence, it's monophonic type uh, type sound where it's all ranged with a uh, with a uh, w- with a piano style keyboard. But in your right hand, you're you're strumming. You're doing like all that type of sound. So it it creates a really uh, a really cool like effect and opportunity where even if you uh, even if you don't necessarily know guitar you can do some guitar like sounds like the 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 traditional uh the traditional uh, soprano taisho sounds very similar to a uh to a shamisen in in in, in to a certain extent but um i also have a bass taisho which is an it's 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 an it's a purely electric instrument and i use it to record a bunch of electric bass sounds also guitar sounds because it has a it has line in so you just you just put in a quarter inch cable and then you can amp the sucker so um you can get some pretty cool sounds out of that um and the other one uh and I, I, I swear no one no one knows about this instrument. I, I'm not even I'm not even uh, I'm not even exaggerating. It's called a yukiu, um, and it's a bowed taisho. And Ooh. I I yeah. And um, so it, 
Have, have you ever heard of a nickel harpa? No, I have not. <laughs> okay, um, nickel harpa is well is kind of like a keyed cello type instrument. Uh, it, it, it's it's Nordic in origin. Um, well, the the ukiyo is sort of like a Japanese like parallel evolution leading to like their own version of a nickel harpa in that it it, it, it it's uh, it's got the key this like piano style keyboard but it has a bow and as you bow it it creates a violin sound so like you, you there's like a c note on on the keyboard you press the c note down and then you bow with your right hand and you're hitting a C note. So you can, in your left hand, you're just like playing the notes on the piano, and in your the right hand, you're bowing like a violin. It's a, it's a very, very, very interesting instrument, and like, no one seems to know about it. Like, I, I even, like, I, I don't think very many people, like, in Western countries have ever like used it or recorded with it um and even in like japan i don't think it's a particularly popular instrument um but it's really cool in that like you know you can bow it you can pluck it and it's also it's also electric you can put it through an amp and it it's basically a keyed electric violin in that sense. Yeah, there's a there's some pretty uh, some pretty sick sounds you can get out of it that uh, that uh, that you're not going to get on like a lot of standard instruments. No, bit of a tangent. Sorry. No, it's nice. <laughs> uh, interesting. Again, I didn't I didn't know anything about them, so now I'm probably going to go out and buy one just because it sounds really uh, fascinating. <laughs> I imagine they're either very hard to find or expensive. no, actually, you can buy them on Amazon. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, uh. Well, Amazon.co.jp. You can't you can't buy them. You can't buy a, a UQ uh, in the West, but um, I I don't think they're yeah, I mean, I honestly, I feel like people should probably like if you're gonna get one, maybe get one like soonish, because like the, the, it's not like a super super well known instrument. Because uh, and I and for that, I don't know how long it'll be in production. You know, maybe it'll be in production forever. But um, like when I when I bought one like it was just like only one left in stock so I think it's relatively low production numbers but uh that, that could be a lie uh I I, I I I there's like very very little information on that instrument out there at all <laughs> it's uh it's it, I, I I created like a like a, a YouTube style video trying to like discuss it like not to like shill anything like that but um but like i made like a little video just like discussing what this thing was because like if you if you search if if you search like youtube or or google or give any or, or try and find any like concrete information on on this instrument it's 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 next to non-existent it's a it's a ghost like there's there's like a, a page where you can buy one i mean where where you where like you can like theoretically like 
find information on on like the the manufacturer's website about it with a couple of like videos and other things like that but like beyond that it's 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 next to non-existent no no like there's no like million sub youtuber who's going <laughs> like hey look at this it's weird it, like it, it's just a ghost so like it's it's a weird little instrument that um I, I I'm super like happy to have found and like I try and talk about it with people because it's uh it's super cool. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds super cool. Um, I mean, did you use that much on on the uh, soundtracks you've worked on at all, or is it? Not oh really? yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Tons, tons, tons. Um, there's some some tracks um like for the visual uh, novel track um there's there's a cue called uh different paths where that is it's basically a uq feature um it shows like um the uh the electric qualities of it so it's amped similar to an electric guitar but also um it shows the the bowed qualities with like an electric violin type sound and it's uh it, it it creates like a cool texture that's not uh that's not uh that's not really like the most common thing you'll find out there um it's a it's a it's a really uh, it, it's a really uh like nifty sound and probably one of the pieces on that project that i'm most proud of it's uh it, it's something that I, i'm not sure like I could have done necessarily to the same effect without that instrument. I mean, I could have gotten a violin, I could have gotten a guitarist, but I think it wouldn't have added up to the same sound without the UQ itself. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And I think it'd be nice to listen to the track with the UQ on. Uh, this is Different Paths.
um i mean with with the visual novel um in terms of like the way the music works in that is that kind of just like it functions as background music or is that dynamic in any way so the cool thing with that project is um well i i don't know necessarily if it's it's like the the, the cool thing but um from from my from, from my perspective it's cool it's the fact that there there isn't any voice acting and there's minimal sound effects so um it's when you hear the music you're just hearing kind of the music so um like i i could just like go like all in on like creating like compositions to like drive the different scenes and the different moods together like it wasn't trying to like balance things out with uh you know staying hidden behind the the, the vo or like different sound effects which that, not to say that you know staying behind that stuff or or like having having that stuff is is bad at all no no it's 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 absolutely amazing um but uh being able to like know that this is going to be like really like musically driven was like a, a huge like honor and opportunity to, with uh to allow me to like basically create like as much of like a melodic presence as possible with the content i was creating so um generally it's not dynamic it's just straightforward um straightforward uh play it and loop type music but you know considering the length of the ost already and how it's still actively in production um i don't think that's necessarily the uh you know the the worst thing um and in in general a lot of like visual novels type stuff it's not super dynamic anyway um at least like in terms of like fading in layers or like creating like creating like dynamic like moods like that um but uh but it, it's it's just been a, a lot of like uh, an opportunity to create like like a varied and like polished set of music overall that's 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 been the approach with it <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah i mean i know like playing a lot of visual novels is it's a, a slower pace so it's like you're not really gonna have yes. like action kind of triggered things so that makes sense i mean in terms of like, obviously i'm guessing the farming sim um the kind of you were writing for the location in the game i guess in the, mm-hmm. the visual novel it's more more like a mood and emotion dependent style a lot of, of character and like motivic in like motivic themes a lot with that like so like when i uh when i uh so this a lot of this all comes back to um to the main menu track the the one that i started with the melodica and all that um with that i i created like um i I created like a set of like melodies that i thought i could uh, I could like interweave um into the overall like score like little like melody fragments that you know could be like inserted into uh into like different pieces like a like a like a main a section a b section a counter melody all these like little motivic type elements that uh that 
I think generally in some capacity appears somewhere in every single queue. Um, I have like a little rule with the with, with that score where like every queue has this this general like ambient like synth texture in the background and also a mark tree. <laughs> every every single cue on that soundtrack has like a, a, a twinkling of mark tree uh, in between each like like section and like elements like that. It's it's to create a kind of like magical realism sort of like emotion in in the undercurrent of the score. If I if I if I want to sound pretentious, you know, <laughs> like. I, there, there is an idea there. There, there, there is an idea there. I, talking about it, it kind of makes me sound a little. Uh, if I'm sounding like a little bit like a tool, but uh, there's there's a there's a recurring idea with like the interweaving elements of the score and all that. <laughs> no, <it's, sighs> I mean, it ties it all together, but maybe like yes. more subtle than just having you know, like terrible example but like if you just had the same mario theme in every mario game throughout the mm, whole game yeah. it's like okay that's a bit much but then when it's like a subtle use of it and it's uh it's like sprinkled it's kind of like okay you can you can tell it's yeah. the, part of the same thing but it's it's only a very minor nod to it yeah 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 and in general like i wanted to create like um like there's a lot of character themes for that and like those character themes also get like their occasional like variation and all of that but um to like, keep a general like continuity like there's something going on with l- referencing back to like the, one of the main motifs somewhere you know in like a queue even if it's just like a little twinkling of like a, a of like a descending line on a on a on a glockenspiel like high up in the register on a track it's just there to create a sort of uh a sort of connective tissue to remind you hey this is the this is the game's ost this is uh this is the this is this isn't this isn't just some some piece of stock music that someone got off uh, off of somewhere. I uh, I it, it, it's 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 bespoke. It's it's created. Not not that there's anything wrong with like stock music in in general. Like a lot of great library musicians, but like sometimes like you know just a remind like just kind of like a reminder of like you know this is like the game's individual like music you know (laughs) yeah definitely i think that's it it's like you can tell well you know when something's been made specifically for for a purpose rather than it being well actually that's a lot of a lot of stock music is made for a specific purpose but yeah specifically for that game or that piece of media rather than just like it's a from a sample pack or something like that so yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's it's obviously makes it one of the the things of you know if people are making a game they can afford to get a composer on it will make all the difference <laughs> yeah 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 i mean uh i absolutely like do not want mean to like like disparage any sort of like uh any sort of like library music in fact one of the things i was like thinking about really is library music can be so 
incredibly massively high quality that um like one of my mindsets going in when writing a score is like to like what to like a answer the question of like why wouldn't you use like library music over this and my mindset is well we can like make it a thematic we can we can create like themes and identities that are bespoke towards the game itself um because like going going back and, and i know going back again to uh to theater um there are a lot of like theatrical productions for their background music um they'll just they'll just use like stock music and that's not not an issue at all but like because uh because it's uh because um because of like uh certain like uh laws and th other things like that um they don't necessarily have to like pay for using like uh stock music and other things like that depending on the space so like um it can be like a, a loop uh it can be like a, a little bit of like a, a loophole where like uh oh i can just like put this piece of music in in the production and you know, I, I don't have to pay anything. It's it just works like that. It it depends on the space and like other areas like that. But it's it's something that uh, that happens a decent bit, like depending on the location of of the field. And like sometimes you have to fight a little uh, when it comes to uh, to like as as an audio person to say like no 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 let's uh, let's do something original for this and um, that, that's always been like my mindset like we can make something bespoke and thematic and connected to the uh, to the original production you know uh, with like themes textures uh, other elements like that like like the mark tree if it's if you're hearing that mark tree in the soundtrack it's 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 part of the original like ost for the game so like that's that's kind of like my rambly mindset <laughs> on that <laughs> so yeah i mean in terms of in terms of the visual novel obviously there's there's not too much we can go into um it's, a little bit. And, uh, it's kind of it's kind of the dev's baby and he wants to uh you know keep like plot things and other elements like that a little bit uh a little bit quiet on that because like he's he's very passionate and he works incredibly incredibly hard on that and like we, we have a lot of like sessions where he's just like hashing out like plot details and other things like that and it's uh like you know this is like life's work type thing for him so um it's uh i can't like be super super like uh like open about like the details when it comes to it but yeah. um I, I i could talk about the music because like <laughs> legally i own the music i i have the uh we, we worked that out i can i can do i can do stuff with the music that's that's always good <laughs> uh, that's cool uh. i mean so stepping away from from the games themselves um and i mean you've kind of covered it a lot in yeah. terms of uh being being a multi-instrumentalist and having quite a lot of different and unique instruments that you collected i mean is is there a reason for that is there something that you just kind of a spark in your head went oh i can i can get that or is it just like a curiosity thing well you know i've always like 
I mean, going back to what I, uh, going back to like one of the things that I said, like, um, with the Casio keyboard that I got as a kid, like one of the things that, that always kind of like blew my mind was that like, oh, this can do something beyond a piano sound. This can do something beyond like a, uh, and beyond like just like a, a twinkling little piano it, it has it has like different instruments different textures different things like that and you know as i you know over like over the years now i guess i've been uh i've been like building myself up with like all the equipment to be a professional uh media composer and other things like that you know i in, at some point you know i got I, I I looked at my software. I looked at my equipment. I was like, I've got every single like thing I would need sample wise to uh, to like move forward with. I, I got I got the strings. I got the percussion. I got the brass. I got all this stuff. How do I improve? How do I move myself forward to try and up my game and like uh, obviously the, the the thing to say to that is write better music keep improving <laughs> but um but all you know that's that's kind of like a given how do i ruin myself financially and well <laughs> i'm already there because i chose to be a musician but how do i make sure that i will not retire ever and my my uh, my conclusion to that was just buy more instruments, you know. That, that, that's half a joke, but but it, it, uh, <laughs> it, it to to a uh, to a certain extent, it you know it's it's true in in that like you know if it, you can have like the most high quality uh, you know sample in the world, but you know if you have like the real thing, that's ultimately going to be like the real thing, and like in some respects, a lot of instruments they aren't that expensive like you can go on amazon and buy like a pack of like percussion instruments for like 30 dollars and those things those things are they'll, they'll get you like they'll get you places you can get like a tambourine a shaker some clave a a a, a cowbell like like for 30 40 bucks that's that that's a lot of like little percussion things you can like easily insert into uh into your uh into your uh into your uh work and actually i was just like i i I was just like talking about this um i re i i I got a uh i got a weird little pan flute instrument uh on amazon a few uh like a week or two ago it's a it's a cheap little uh, $30 PVC plastic pan flute type instrument. It's a, uh, it's it's not exactly like idiomatic or like, you know, culturally representative of, of the actual pan flute. But the interesting thing about it is that it's not trying to be because it has a melodica style hose on it. It is a weird little pan flute where like it has like a hose on it that you use to ease to play it more easily so like if if you ever look at like a pan flute you to hit the individual notes 
you have you uh, you put your mouth uh, up against each pipe and blow in but with this pan flute it it has like this this type of bar on it where you slide the end of a hose to the individual pipes so instead you're just utilizing your hand to blow into the uh blow into the pan flute itself thus saving your neck from being craned too heavily and that makes it considerably easier to play and it's like thirty dollars and that's just now like an instrument that i can like add to my repertoire like a little thirty dollar instrument it's an actual hand flute it has decent okay sound that you know you know maybe you can do a little bit of cleanup on but it's it's just like a little thing to uh to add to like your your arsenal you know instead of you know spending another four hundred dollars on a string library which i know a lot of media composers are just going out there and doing <laughs> anyway the thing is doing that yeah. is you know every well not everyone but anyone can go out and buy that string library and they've got the same thing as well whereas you've got a unique instrument that probably not a lot of people have lying around even if it is only 30 30 dollars yeah yeah i mean to to be completely honest i i have i have kind of i have kind of gone a little off the deep end on on one thing um i uh a, a few weeks ago um yeah a, a few weeks ago i got into contact with a polish luther um and i'm having a hurdy-gurdy built for me like a, a an acoustic electric hurdy-gurdy uh hand handmade for me um and that's a uh it's gonna be fun um luckily i don't have to pay for it until it's done but it's uh it's a uh it's gonna be a little bit of chunk of change i'll say that i i, I will say that <laughs> i can imagine yeah <laughs> I can also imagine how exciting that would be the day that finally comes. Yes, yeah, because uh, I did a lot of research on Hurdies when I uh, when I was uh, when I was doing something when I when I was looking you know through things with that, and it's like, oh, you don't want to buy this, you don't want to buy that. Don't don't buy the ones off Reverb. Don't buy the ones off Etsy. They they are not they they they're not they're not cheaper and they're just not as high quality like so you're, you're paying the same amount for these things uh it, they're just not as good so um that's uh that's kind of uh one of the things there where like i had to do a lot of research and i and i like fretted over that but it's uh that's that's in the pipeline for now um and uh that'll be fun when it's uh when 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 it when all said and done and I'll have I'll have this in my hand uh, sometime next year because there's a 12 month waiting list on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh. I eagerly await what when it arrives and what you what you can make with it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna annoy my cat. He'll be uh, <laughs> he'll be uh, I, he will. I absolutely am sure. I am 100 percent that he's gonna run out of the room the minute that that hurdy-gurdy uh hurdy-gurdy even utters a single sound <laughs> it will uh, be quite the experience <laughs> yeah 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 
And let's check out another of the tracks Ben has written for the upcoming visual novel game. This is Finding Purpose. Yeah, just just there, uh, like stepping away from in terms of like your production and just yourself as self as an individual. Is there any sort of like um, musical influences you kind of attribute to um, wanting to work in music itself? Any any bands, uh, composers that you kind of aspire, uh, not necessarily aspire to be, but you know look up to and have influenced you? Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. I mean, like I'm. I'm all over the place on the map in terms of like attempting to aspire to be things like I uh I I, I kind of sum it up in in like two of my like like, like favorite games and, and favorite game soundtracks um I am like half half of me wants to be Sonic Adventure 2 and half of me wants to be World of Warcraft which is uh that's that's a that's a little bit of a that's a little bit of a a, a different uh, a difference in division between the two. Um, one is is nineties hard rock, and and the other is like orchestral fantasy music. And you know, I, oftentimes I will like find myself either on one side of that uh, of of that spectrum or somewhere in between are you know 
I guess, depending on who I'm working with, completely outside the ball ballpark. I have there are all these composers out there who absolutely 100% know the style and genre and ability that they uh, that their that their strengths lie in. And honestly, sometimes I'm just like flailing, going, "Yep, I'll take a shot at that. <laughs> I might, I might not pull it off, but I'll." Sure, buddy. I'll 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 take a shot at that. I'll I'll, I'll take that. I'll I'll take that shot. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where I am. Like uh, in terms of like that sort of like sound. And like in terms of like, musicians outside of like you know the game scoring space. Like I'm. Well, I guess Danny Elfman is someone I'm a huge fan of. Like Oingo Boingo. Like nice. uh, he's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we're we're heading into Halloween soon, so I got to get my Dead Man's Party playlist going. You know, <laughs> you know, we're just. Uh, I mean, that's that, that's the that's the Oingo bun. That's the Oingo bun. That's the Oingo month. You know, uh, you know, get a get get that playlist going, and uh, you know, rock out with Danny and the Cats. That'll be uh, that's huge huge fan of them. You know. Uh, and a lot of like media media composers in general um like i'm i'm a huge fan of like uh, a lot of like japanese anime composers like jun sunoe like obviously for sonic adventure incredible incredible artist uh yuki kajira you know one of the uh one of the most brilliant like anime style composers like in the field uh like it's uh, Bear McCreary, like if uh, if I if I not an anime composer, admittedly, uh, more like a, a film and media and game cat. Um, but Bear McCreary, like in terms of like in terms of like style and textures and instrumentation, I think he's potentially probably one of the cats that uh, that I aspire to most be similar to. I mean. He's he's the cat who's been like popularizing the hurdy gurdy recently <laughs> with the uh, with, with God of War and all of that, um, and you know he got his start with uh, with accordion. I'm 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 sitting over here in my room with my with my melodica. So there's I I, I I'm a little tiny inferior little attempted Bear McCreary with all these like different instruments that I got working for me kind of. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that sounds uh, cool. I mean, I get. I've. I'm not. Is uh, the Hurdy Gurdy is that and the God of War Ragnarok soundtrack? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I literally bought it today, as in the game. Um, so. Oh yeah. I've, I've not played it yet. I only played the, uh, but not the original. The God of War, the oh, yeah. PS4 one uh, earlier this year. Yeah. So it's like now I need need to play that and. Yeah, the the soundtrack on on the uh, PS4 God of War kind of covers a lot of ground, so I'm excited to see where oh, yeah. it goes from there. Especially now, I know I've got Hurdy Gurdy to look forward to. Oh yeah, it's well. I mean, I think I think Bear appears in that game playing the Hurdy Gurdy as an NPC. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, it's there's there's a, there's a little bit of a thing there. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's a uh, it's it's a fun game, uh, fun beautiful soundtrack, beautiful music. Uh, but yeah, like uh, honestly though, I got a, I got into Bear uh, a long time before that with his score to Battlestar Galactica, or the the two thousand uh, the the two thousands series, which was like super cool. It was a uh, it was it, I honestly I think is it's genuinely one of the greatest television soundtracks ever written, and it has just this 
incredibly eclectic array of instruments it's it's known for like using taiku drums a lot of wonderful like middle eastern style instruments um very 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 limited use of brass that was intentional like where like they where he he wanted to like you know create this like this this space opera style music that didn't use you know that like epic swelling brass style music that you might see in like say star wars or the the old 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 like 1970s uh battlestar galactica he he eschewed that for a different a different aesthetic and a different vibe there and it it was an incredibly incredibly beautiful work uh, of music that was uh that's that is one of my favorite uh favorite scores of all time you know beautiful stuff yeah, that's cool. That that brings us nicely on to to the quick fire questions, where that may be oh, your yeah. answer for one of them. <laughs> um, so yeah, quick fire questions, uh, a section of the podcast where I ask you your favourite of something, and then hopefully you have a very quick fire answer. It never works like that, and it ends up being a ten minute discussion about each of them, and that's also <laughs> not a problem. Um, but we'll start off nicely with your favourite video game of all time. Ooh, okay. Um, well, I kind of answered this a little bit earlier. Um, it is either Sonic Adventure Two or Vanilla World of Warcraft. Like that is the, uh, the that that is my like. I guess that's kind of like my childhood split up into two directions. Um, <laughs> hearing uh, hearing uh, June on on his guitar and absolutely rocking it, and as as, as Sonic goes down uh, and destroys the streets of San Francisco, or uh, or hearing Jason Hayes like rock his like uh, his orchestral like template with. Uh, with like in Elwyn Forest, uh, as I'm trying to fight Hogger, like that, uh, that that type of uh, that that that's kind of like my main division. Like this, uh, this 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 rock pop, like like very melodic, very like upbeat, like yeah, like we're we're having a good time type music, <laughs> and then like um, this uh, this other like expressionistic, exploratory, thoughtful like like very texture based like orchestral type writing where like you contemplate and like see a painting a visual as you hear the music and i guess you know it's it just kind of like a division there and like game wise both both are very fun both are very fun you know like uh I mean, I know a lot of people uh a lot of people like uh riff on some of the sonic adventure stuff but but screw them, those games rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I kind of, up until recently, I had only ever been, I had well, only ever played like the old uh, Mega, well, Genesis. Um, oh yeah, uh, Sonic games. It's kind of like, I mean, which are excellent, absolutely excellent. Oh yeah, great games, and mm-hmm. I've, I started to have a newfound appreciation for like the more modern sonic soundtracks especially you know i I think like i've been playing sonic frontiers there's a lot of actual songs and it's just like you know pop 
pop rock, pop punk kind of stuff going on. It's just, oh, there's so much it's energy just, in this. I am bouncing. And it's oh like, yeah, yeah. Tomoyo Otani is is like he's uh, he and his cats are uh, are absolutely incredibly incredibly brilliant. Like uh, the, the, when when the when those boss when those boss fight tunes hit, like it's uh, it, it it absolutely is just like it's the most like burning like new metal type stuff that oh, yeah. that you, that you could uh, that you could ask for. It's it's a blast. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. It's always like I don't want to beat the boss because I'm enjoying this music so much. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's such a it, it is such a like uh, it it, can, it is such like a sick vibe and uh, yeah, I'm yeah I I I I was always I was always more like a Sega kid. Like even even if I was playing it on Nintendo consoles, I was I was always more Team Sonic over over Team Mario. Like as, as much as that can be, as much as that can be blasphemous. That's <laughs> that, that, that's 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 my uh, that's my line in the sand there. You know, I'm Team Blue Blur over like Team Plumber. Even though I will. I will argue maybe the Mario Bros movie is uh, is a little better than little better than the Sonic movies. Uh, you know th- th- that wedding subplot in, in in the second Sonic movie. I'm I'm sorry, I, that wasn't I, that's not why I went and saw the movie. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, that's fine. Um, I've not watched the second Sonic movie yet, but also there's there's like a thirty minute wedding subplot that is. Uh, it's it's something i mean it's not it's not awful but it's like huh why did you put why did you, this is the movie with the with with the silly cartoon hedgehog and there's a there's a there's like a, a hawaiian wedding why 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 <laughs> uh, that sounds quite something i will yeah i'm not sure how i will feel about it when i watch it but i'm sure no i will i will feel something hopefully <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so uh moving on with the quick fire questions uh your yes. your favorite band slash composer slash musician artist of all time oh yeah okay so i mean band slash composer danny elfman you know like oingo and like as a kid like as, as like uh as a toddler i was the guy i i was i, I watched the nightmare before christmas like my parents will attest to this i will watch i watched the nightmare before christmas every single day of my life for like a year so i have danny elfman's jack skellington voice like ingrained <laughs> deeply deeply into my psyche like that's uh that's uh you know this is halloween like the all all those tunes like that uh that movie that was my introduction to Danny that was my introduction to like all his music which you know he did he did the songs and the score so like that whole world kind of was subsumed into me like uh, like a caked on layer when I was a when I was a toddler so that was a uh, that was a that that's that he's he's top dog there but uh, also like in terms of other bands um, I I'm also a big fan of like the Killers, like uh, like that, like the. But honestly, uh, not not so much their their first album. Like uh, I know everyone like says everything about like their uh, about like the, their first album and like the, and everything like that. But like once they once it hit like Sam's Town, like I think that's where they really 
got their like their footing and like stuff like Battleborn. That's an that's an incredible album. Like some absolutely amazing, amazing vocals, instrumentation, hooks and melodies. Like I'm a really big fan of like they're like just past the beginning through to like the the mid 2010s era that's that's a uh, that's a good chunk of of rock right there <laughs> yeah oh definitely i mean i i the uh, first killers album heart first is one of those where it's like i i don't know if it's objectively a good album or anything but it's it was so ingrained into my growing up and like music yeah like when i was uh, it's like 20 mr mr brightside is like an anthem for like an, an entire generation oh, yeah. of people but i uh, mean i don't know what it was like outside of the uk but i think it's only recently that that's not been in like the top the the charts kind of thing yeah it's it's bit, and that's like 2004 2005 that came out and it's been in it like for that long it gets played at every bar every nightclub here yeah. pretty much every evening and <laughs> you know pe- people that people are probably dancing to that in a nightclub right now that weren't born yep. when it was written and it's like that's just mental to think about yeah i i i, w- I would suggest to people tr- try sam's town uh, <laughs> try battleborn they try a couple of their try a couple of their uh, their other albums they're 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 pretty good they're, they're, they're pretty good um i i would argue um but yeah i mean you know I, I, not that i hate hot fuzz it's just it's uh you know m- m- maybe i'm a little bit of a hipster uh, you know you know I've, I've i've heard mr brightside uh you know I, 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 to, to the point of where i i'm not really mr brightside on it anymore <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah yeah so again another one of the quick fire questions that i think you've kind of answered already but you know you never Mm -hmm. know there may be another another one in the mix but your your favorite game soundtrack of all time okay well obviously yeah well not just sonic adventure 2 sonic adventure 1 that is an incredible incredible score and in some ways some ways better it's it covers a wider array of genres um but I, I I really like the the, the rock elements of the, of the second one and World of Warcraft. That's a huge one. Like Jason Hayes is one of my like favorite expressionistic style composers, you know, in the world. You know, like he's uh, he's uh, he's a uh, he is a uh, a brilliant brilliant artist. Um, but also, all right now i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a hipster i'm gonna be like what's going on here um i'm a big fan of hideyuki fukusawa's score to witch on the holy night which is a a a visual novel which is only just now getting a uh, an an official english localization i think i think you can get it on the switch in the ps4 and other things now finally but it is a a really brilliant kind of like magical style score that a lot of like my uh a lot of like my uh my visual novel writing sort of attempts to emulate in some capacity it deviates a little bit on some like the rock elements but like 
like Fukusawa-san's like music has this uh, uh, incredible sort of like magical tinge and like whimsy to it while also having like a really beautiful like orchestral heart to it that is just absolutely gorgeous i i highly recommend it i think the entire score is up on youtube officially and or 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 anywhere you can like stream music and it's uh it's 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 incredibly relaxing incredibly incredibly beautiful um so you know what if we're talking in terms of like fan fantasy style music um steve burke's music to cameo elements of power is incredibly incredibly underrated like some absolutely like beautiful like ethereal vocal fantasy work there that is just um that is just gorgeous like some truly like gorgeous style music that really like gets into you like you, you almost lullaby style stuff you could you could have music you could have that music like Ha, put put a child down for a nap. It's uh, it's a uh, it, beautiful stuff. Yeah, I mean that's definitely um, a cameo's game that doesn't really get much mention at all. No, I, I'm no, pretty sure would... I didn't know anything about it until I randomly picked it up in a shop not that long ago. I'm yet to play it, but it was just sort of yeah, it's like didn't really didn't really knew it existed it, it it got lost in the shuffle honestly um i think it's available on well, yes it is available on rare replay which is also available on game pass so like if you have like game pass the game itself you know it's it's a uh it's 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 fun it's it's a it's 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 a beautiful artistically visual visually appealing rare game like from from like the from the early seventh gen but uh you know it's it has a, like a, a few like little like kinks here and there in terms of uh in terms of gameplay but um like visually orally it is a treat really beautiful game really beautiful especially like if if, if you you know play it in hd on and rare replay like that is a uh, that's a treat yeah, I will mm-hmm. definitely definitely be checking it out at some point there's this horrible thing where there's all these games that I haven't yes! played and they keep making oh my more. gosh <laughs> oh my gosh yes uh, 2023 has been a little a little wild in that regard oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> not not to date this podcast by like saying a year but uh, sure yeah uh, that, that's that's fine uh, i'm sure this yeah. episode will go out this year <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopefully anyway <laughs> well it still, it still dates it a tiny bit by just saying oh yeah in five years remember when uh when 2023 was was like just packed full of games yeah. <laughs> that's um. fine um so the next of the quick fire questions and again one that you may have already answered your favorite soundtrack to a film and or tv series oh okay so i do have a couple of these that i didn't mention um obviously obviously like bears work on battlestar a huge huge fan of that um 
Nightmare Before Christmas. That, that, that's that's so deep, deeply ingrained in my heart. But uh, I guess in terms of just like sheer, sheer technical level of like artistry, Howard Shore's Lord of the Rings. Like uh, you, uh, you can't, you, you can't, you can't just like you can't watch those music that those movies without like tearing up to like moments of the music in there. Um, but also um, Yuki Kajiura's work on Garden of Sinners, which is a uh, which is a beautiful, like ethereal, like work of art. Like it's like her vocals on that are absolutely magic. Like she is, uh, she is uh, like she. I I, w- I would I I would argue that that is one of the greatest anime film scores ever written like it's it's uh it's a beautiful beautiful like piece of ethereal orchestral writing with like these tinges of electronics to it it's a it's a it's it's an aural tweet uh, an aural treat sorry i I almost (laughs) said tweet there yeah um and i'll toss another one uh Murray Gold's Doctor Hugh music. So, uh, like, uh, so, like, from like the Ninth Doctor to I think part of the Twelfth Doctor. Well, yeah, yes, through the through the Twelfth Doctor. Like, Murray Gold did some did some absolutely beautiful adventure orchestral writing uh, for that series. Um, and uh, yeah, huge fan of that. Ah, nice. Do a I'll do a quick. Uh fun little fact if when doctor who gets mentioned but the original oh, yeah? original composer of the theme tune um delia derbyshire was oh. from my hotel hometown of coventry so that's uh oh that's, that's so amazing very specific fact but yeah oh that's amazing yeah the the bbc radiophonics workshop with those cats one, yeah. yeah that's uh that those whole cats they were doing some absolutely amazing things with synths back in the day oh um, yeah some really really fascinating things so cool <laughs> ah, definitely uh, yeah i mean it's like an appreciation for how i mean i know it's kind of changed changed over time the theme tune but how it's still fundamentally oh, yeah. the same thing and like, yeah yeah, and, yeah. Like, and that was made the 60s 60s 70s like yeah, i actually remember it's yeah. like it's mad to think that a lot of people Going probably didn't like, even know what a synthesizer or a theremin was back then <laughs> yeah 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 i mean apparently i mean obviously i wasn't around back then but uh <laughs> but like apparently like it scared children so uh that's 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 when you know you're you're onto something if, you, if you're frightening the kitties then uh then maybe then you're maybe making a little bit of art you know that's 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 the good thing to know all all good <laughs> art means that people that have experienced it will need some sort of therapy later in their life oh, because yeah. of it <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah if, if you're not mentally scarring or emotionally scarring people then you know really what are you doing yeah. what are you doing oh you make you, you those people that make nice music for people to enjoy apparently there's those oh, people yeah. oh yeah oh yeah I mean, you you can have nice music and still emotionally scar someone if that music is attached to something that is appropriately emotionally scarring. Like you can, as the character dies, or as they find out that uh, they find find out that their their long lost twin brother is actually alive. That's that's the uh, that's when the emotional scarring can really set in. Is is that 
piece that plays in the background like really hits home that's 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 the beauty of this medium that's the beauty of this medium you know you can write beautiful music and 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 also torment people by uh torment people by with its beauty that's that's the way to go <laughs> it is i mean for a specific example of that like the uh i don't know if it's the theme tune but the main sort of piece from the pixar film up um, oh yeah really oh, yeah. really get some emotional things going in me i mean the first five minutes oh, of that yeah. film is just emotionally destroying and really shouldn't be included in a child's film because that just <laughs> ruins oh, people yeah. i watched oh, it on, yeah. a, on a flight and i had had a bad time my flight had been delayed and i'd missed the flight and i was very tired and watched it and i was just sat on this flight like bawling emotionally oh, broken gosh. like yeah so yeah oh, i always my. associate that song with that wonderful memory of crying on a plane <laughs> oh. oh that's incredible that's incredible so. oh yeah that's that is am- yeah i mean michael giacchino he uh he earned that oscar for that one yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah he uh incredible incredible artist i i mean I mean, if I was going to talk about like other things, you know, Giacchino's like scored a lost. I mean, it's it's a very, very, very beautiful score. I mean, I kind of kind of fell out of lost when it got into some of its later seasons. But uh, but like Giacchino, like he, there's a reason why he's one of the top gotten top dogs at uh, in Hollywood right now, and uh, he. Uh, he, he he did some killer work on for if if you ever check out that show like his his score on that is is really really brilliant. Oh yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. one I'll have to have to check out as well. <laughs> yeah, but also the Incredibles because he did that too for Pixar. Like, yes, that's, that's uh, true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, ah, such ah. range. Um, oh yeah, but. We'll go go to the final question of the quickfire questions, which yes. is your favorite individual track or piece or song from a game soundtrack. Oh baby, live and learn. Crush Forty, Sonic Adventure Two, like that is that is the that is an anthem of a generation right there. Like that is that is that is peak video game music. I mean, it's 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 eighties butt rock. But it's it's peak video game music. It is the it is the it is the greatest thing ever put to pen for this medium. It is the it it is the apex. It is the apex of video game music. I I will stand by that. I will I will vehemently stand by that. <laughs> I feel that's the most emphatic answer I've had of one of these questions since I've been doing the podcast. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I, I mean, it's not exactly background music. It's, 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 it's the end credits of a song. Uh, I mean, if you want to throw me, like, if you want to say no, no, like vocal song, think of, think of like, uh, like, like, like a, a piece of actual instrumental, then that becomes, that becomes a little bit more difficult. That becomes something I'd have to actually think about. But like off the top of my head, like if, if I could be transported into a universe where, like, I, I'm I'm jamming with June and Johnny on on, on, on with Crush Crush Forty, I absolutely would jump in, no hesitations asked. Like that would be that would be that would be something. I'll say that. <laughs> that's that's that yeah. would just be the best 
the best jam to be involved in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that brings us nicely to the end of the quick fire questions with a very emphatic ending to them. So yeah, good, good answers there. Um, oh, and hey. yeah, we've talked we've talked about your sort of past, the uh, the present, and things you're working on. The moment is yes. there. Is there anything else you've got coming up in the future um, at all? Well, right now I'm working on a couple of arrangements and uh, pro- a couple of arrangements and producing a couple of uh, of songs for some VTubers. So I'm uh, currently working on uh, on some rock arrangements of of, of, of a Coldplay piece. Um, I've got some guitar and bass recorded on that. Going to be getting some violin, and that'll be fun. You know, working on a couple of different things there. There's going to be like there's going to be an Elton John thing coming on coming up as well. So I'm doing a little bit more of general like uh pop production style stuff at the moment, which is which is fun. It's it's a little it's a little different from my typical wheelhouse, but it's uh it's 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 very uh it's very fulfilling and very rewarding and uh, I'm also uh I'm also been producing a few uh, a few more like uh I guess like kind of educational style things for like youtube style stuff like i mentioned that uh i mentioned that pan flute um thing yesterday uh, earlier and uh tomorrow i'm going to be uh i'm going to be releasing a video like demonstrating its capabilities and doing like a little demo song on that on like my youtube page it's it's nothing absolutely it's nothing it's nothing like like super fancy but it's it's stuff like i i try to get out there when i show like i i have a couple instruments that are just like not super well known and when i when i come across them i try and like just give like little information and like tidbits on them just to say hey these exist you know so that's that's what i've been uh th- that's something i i produced over a couple of days there and just a lot of like uh individual style like uh production and uh in commissions and other things like that still working on the visual novel and other aspects like that um I uh mostly just that at the moment. Ah, cool. And in terms of if people want to keep up with uh, yourself and the things you're working on, um what's the best place for them to do that? Well, uh I do have a website uh which I I I got to plug cuz I have to pay for that every year now <laughs> and um I'm I'm on Twitter or as it's currently known um, which we'll see how that goes for uh, for however long that'll stay viable, and um, also YouTube. Uh, I have I have like a lot of my vi- my videos and songs and other things archived up on there. Which uh, you know, trying trying to build up a tiny 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 thing on there just for fun. But uh, website, Twitter, YouTube, standard stuff like that. Cool. <laughs> Um, I'll put the links in the episode description for people that want to follow you on those. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of came to the end of the questions uh, and things I had for you, Ben. I'm not sure if there's anything anything you'd like to add, anything else you'd like to talk about. I am pretty good at the moment, my friend. This <laughs> has been a really fun time. And I thank you. 
thank you a ton for allowing me to ramble right there. Hopefully it wasn't too much rambling. <laughs> it was very enjoyable. And yeah, it's been a, been a pleasure talking. And yeah, thank you very much for taking time out. And if you want to find more information about Ben, you can check out his website and Twitter that are both linked in the episode description. As always, Beats and Bleats will be back next Friday with a new episode. You can also find more information out on our website, beatsandbleeps.com, or our Twitter slash X page, which is Beats Bleeps Pod. We are also on other social medias when I can be bothered to update them. I'd like to thank you very much for listening and supporting the podcast. And to play the episode out will be another track from the upcoming visual novel Ben has been working on. This is Hallowed Halls. (laughs) 